When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys, hey, a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Tony! Welcome in to another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. You guys do that. You have made us the biggest podcast in the world. Thank you so much, Mikey A. It's 420. We are recording on 420, my man. How are you? I'm good. How are you, yeah. though? That's the question. Uh, I'm not there yet, Mike. I'll be there at 420. I, <laughs> the second we are done doing this podcast and talking to Chad Pennington, the greatest quarterback in Jets history, <laughs> uh, I will I, I will arrive at 420, okay? I'm not there yet. I feel like you have more ceremony and tradition on 420 than I do at Christmas. It's my New Year's, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> 420 is my birthday. I mean, <laughs> is, is that the mark by which you remember everything? Like, no, that was last 420, so it must have been, yeah, it must have been 2000. Yeah, that's how I do it. And my wife gets me a birthday cake every year. So 48 now. She'll put 48 joints into the birthday cake. That's how we'll smoke them all. How about that? Uh, quick game of athletes like Canote uh, 420. <laughs> oh, oh athletes. I'm ready. At- this is huge. This is a big one. So really, uh, Chad Pennington is going to join us, the greatest quarterback in Jet history. Uh, Mike, he is the greatest quarterback in Jets history, right? Uh, I mean, he's he's definitely top five. Okay. Well, I actually, I have my top five Jet quarterbacks. <laughs> we'll get to that before Pennington comes on. But 420, uh, what we are doing essentially here, for those of you not in the know, and in 2021, is anyone not in the know, Mike, on 420? Listen, uh, if they are not in the know, they don't listen to this podcast. Okay, we're basically doing athletes <laughs> and entertainers that connote marijuana. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's, that's all we're doing. Justin it's Smoke. Fur, it's Brown. Nice. <laughs> the Smoke Monster. How about that? Smokey uh, Robinson. Wow, that's pretty good. But I think I feel like I closed the smoke category with Justin oh, all right. Smoke. Well, all okay. right, then I'll, I'll take another easy category. Uh, Go ahead. Victor Green, former Jet. 
Excellent. How about Bud Smith? How about that? <laughs> and my new bowl. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Stone Gossard. Oh, wow. So I, I, you know what? And he was on this podcast. I didn't think this, like, I could have gone Steve Stone. I didn't think the Stone route. Stone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm very, uh, and of course, Kenny Marijuana. How <laughs> 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 about, uh, there's a guy, Mike Potts, I think his name was. Mike, Mike Potts. Potts. Something like that. Harry Potter. Harry Potter, very good. Oh, yeah. oh, you were just getting to the pop ones, weren't you? I'm sorry oh, about that. Oh no, I've, I've, I'm ready to go here. Uh, okay, go Herb ahead. Brooks. Oh wow, Herb, <laughs> Herb, Herb. That is fantastic, man. Herb. I didn't think about Herb. You didn't think about Bowl. No, I, I didn't, didn't think about Herb. Is there a grass? <laughs> I mean, uh, not that I could. Legarrette Blunt. LeGarrette Blunt is exciting. Emily Mike. Blunt, James Blunt. You got all the I, Blunts. I think you just won the game. So is, uh, now I'm trying to think of joints. <laughs> like, okay, we got Blunts. Bong? Is there a Bong? Piper Perabo. Who? Piper Perabo. She's an actress. She was okay. in Coyote Ugly. Okay. Anita nice. Baker. Be- wow, Bakers. Wow. Wow. Look at you, Mike. You were prepared for this game. Mike, this is the most prepared Mikey A has ever been. Dante I mean, Hightower. We should do whoa, we should Alonzo Highsmith. We should do all of these on 420. I mean you've never been better or more prepared. Just record all day on 420. Danko Jones. Oh, oh wow. You win. Uh, you win. I'm trying Jared to Jared Kushner. Oh, Kushner. Kush! <laughs> uh, Manute Bowl, I feel like is the best one. No, Kushner, I think Manute wins. Bowl Kushner. Is- Manute Ball is, pr- I mean, that one That one punched me in my side. I wasn't ready for that one. Why, you were that upset good. that you didn't think no, of it, right? I didn't, Did it hurt? I didn't even consider Ball. Uh, an athlete that does not connote 420 is Chad Pennington. <laughs> <laughs> Could you get more opposite? <laughs> no. <laughs> to answer your question, Mike, uh, no, uh, no. Uh, but I'm excited to talk to Chad Pennington. We are, uh, you and I, a couple of Jet fans cutting it up, miserable Jet fans. Uh, we're very excited to have Pennington on because Pennington is the greatest quarterback um, in Jet history, which I wonder if he's proud of that, by the way, Mike. <laughs> I mean, what? Who's, who's he fighting with for that? Um, well, you want my top five Jet quarterbacks of all time here? Yeah, I'm writing mine down, too. All right, let's write ours down. Hold on, I'm writing mine down. Hold on, give me a second. Give me a second. You dare put Sam Darnold on that list. I will fucking fight you. You hear me? (laughs) All right, hold on. I'm delusional. I'm not stupid. (laughs) Are we doing these in order, or how are we doing these? All right, yeah, let's, uh, let's... I'll give you my five, and then you give me yours. All right, hold on. Let me write down my five. My five is not done yet. Uh, Give me a second. Hold on. And it's so sad who is on this list. It is so sad. What, your list is sad? Well, Mike, it's a fucking list yeah, of Jet no, quarterbacks. It's I, I, sad. That's what I mean. I mean it's you, sad. Your top, yes, your top five sad, your middle five <laughs> is sad, your history of the, the position is sad. The only thing that made us happy was Pennington and a couple of years of Sanchez. I mean, jeez, in fact, Sanchez might have to go, my top five over that? Hey. All right, hold on a second. Uh, this is changing. My top five is changing as we go here. All right, I have my top five. Are you ready? Uh, you want right, to do yours ready? first, Mike? Right, let's go mine. with yours I'll first. Mine. I'm 10 years younger than you, so my list is going to probably be a little bit different. Okay. All right. Number five. You're doing this in order. I'm doing this in order. Okay. 
for the sheer wow factor, and you can't tell me this wasn't one of the greatest days of your life, Brett Favre. Oh, wow. I, the day wow. we got Brett Favre. Wow. Wow. Well, I mean, and, and and not only that, the I think we got off to an 8-1 start. I thought we were yeah, in the Super the Bowl first, that year. The first yeah. 10 weeks were amazing that year. Yeah, and then he got hurt, and then there were reports that he was showing his penis to a masseuse, I think, yeah. right? Uh, keep that uh, A report. Yeah. yeah. yeah, A report, uh, yes, a report, yes. And it was small. F- <laughs> his farf. <laughs> his farva bean. Yes, exactly right. Hey, very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, you got number f- Brett Far. You want 420. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. All right, number four, Ken O'Brien. Oh, wow. Okay, good. Yep. Number three, Danny here, Testaverde. Here's the problem with Ken O'Brien, to be honest with you. My problem was Kenny. Dan Marino and Jenna. It should have been Dan Marino. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's the worst yes. thing Ken O'Brien did. Yes. All right, yeah. who else? Uh, number two, Boomer Esiason. Oh, Booms. Wow, Booms is not on my list. Oh, booms my God. Booms not on your list. Uh, well, no, I might have to take Kenny O'Brien off now because you used him and put, in, uh, and put Booms in there. All right, go ahead. Who you got? Uh, number one. Our, our guest coming up, James Chadwick Pennington. Wow, Chadwick. So great. I mean, it's so great. All right, here's my top five, okay? Number one, all-time Jet quarterback, okay? I'm starting with number one. It is our guest, Chad Pennington, okay? He is number one, okay? Number two, all-time Jets quarterback, Richard Todd, okay? Richard Todd, back in the Shea Stadium days, Johnny Lamb Jones, Wesley Walker, Mickey Shula, that's the team that hooked me in, Mike. That's the team. They were just good enough to hook in this 12-year-old boy from Long Island. Uh, number three, I'll go Boomer Sison. Number four, I will go Mark Sanchez. Sanchez, back-to-back AFC Championship games. And there's no way, Mike. I, he's a legend in New York. He's a football legend. He's a legend in the sports community. There's no way I'm leaving this man off the list. You left him off your list. I'm not going to leave him off mine. No way. Oh, there's no way. No way. Rounding out my top five, of course. Tom Tupa! Tommy Tupa! <laughs> yeah, stupidity! He was a punter who played quarterback is when he got hurt! <laughs> Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lights. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. We welcome in our friend, the greatest quarterback in Jet history, Chad Paddington. Chad, how are you, man? I'm doing great, Stu. How are you? Uh, it's been a while. I haven't spoken to you in a long time, my friend. What's uh, what's going on with you? Man, we're living in Lexington, Kentucky, working for the Legends community, coaching high school yeah. football. Uh, been a lot of how's fun. The, uh, how's the coaching stuff going? I coach my daughter in lacrosse, so uh, you're coaching two of your three sons. Uh, how is that experience for you? 
You know what? It, it's been really good, Stu. I've really enjoyed it. I grew up on a Friday night bus. So, uh, you know, I was my dad's ball boy for his high school teams and things like that. So it's something that's kind of been in my nature and my blood, and I've really enjoyed the, it. Uh, one of your sons is really good. He plays quarterback, right? Correct. Does he, uh, does he already think he's better than you, Chad? <laughs> well, he, he is definitely a better athlete than me. I'll tell you that. <laughs> is, it, is it harder playing or is it harder coaching your sons? I'm wondering. Tree Rollins. Oh, my gosh. It is so much harder coaching because once you call the play, there's nothing you can do about it, right? Your hands are tied behind your back. You're just hoping, oh, my goodness, does he remember his footwork? Does he remember his read? All those different things. It's really nerve-wracking. Reggie Bush. So I, is there an example where you, you've you given him a call, it didn't work out, and son walks off the field because dad is also coach, coach is also dad, where he says, dad, a terrible play call. Like, has he done that to you yet? <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh, in the first playoff game uh, we played this year, I had called a play and I was looking for the post. It was right before halftime. I thought we had a chance to throw the post. And so we get into an argument as we're walking off the field at halftime. I'm like, the post was there. The post was there. He's like, no, it wasn't, Dad. No, it wasn't. And so I go back and watch the film, and he's completely right. The post wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) And and he'll constantly remind you of that, correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Was was your response, I could have made the throw? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah exactly uh, that's so funny uh wait chad do you enjoy coaching enough where you could like is this going to be a long-term thing for you or, or does I it see, end when when, well, when the kids end yeah i have three boys my youngest is 12 so i see myself for the next six years or so being involved and then just see what happens after that uh, you know we just started this program three years ago at the at the sayer school in lexington kentucky an amazing academic school. They just didn't have football. So it's re- been really neat to see how football can uh, create a community spirit uh, and really help all the other sports as well. And so that's been really neat. And just being able to use football to help develop young men, that, that's been a, a lot of fun as well. Yeah, it's uh, I get I get a great amount of pride and joy out of uh, out of coaching, out of coaching my daughter as well. You know what's great because it's hard to watch. Like you know this playing, as you just stated, it's easier to play than to watch your kids play, right? And so what's great about coaching is you're not just hyper focused on your kid. You have to worry about everything. So you're not like most of the parents on the sideline, Chad. You know they're exact. They don't care what your son's doing. They only care about what their son is doing. You know? Yeah, and I'm the world's worst at not. Uh... You know, I kind of put my my t- my players before my son sometimes, and so I've got to learn how to balance to that correctly. You know, not give him the short end of the stick as well. Yeah, but that buys you equity with the rest of the team. So that it, you it completely do that. does. Your it son has does. to know, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I've done this, Chad. I know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get everyone else to buy in around your daughter. Um, listen. So, what do you think? Um, First off, are you honored to be the greatest quarterback in Jets history, both on my list and Mikey A's list? We are two diehard Jet fans, as you know. Oh, my gosh, yeah. When I heard you guys talking about that, I was, uh, I'm was i definitely honored. That's stinking awesome. <laughs> uh, love to be number one on a list, well, at least some list, right? <laughs> so yes, this is one yes. to be uh, This is one to be awesome to be on number one. So, that, yeah, that's cool. Well, congratulations. And, Mikey A., it was a very good uh, question, a follow-up, and you should ask it. Go ahead. Ask the question when they ask it. I mean, is there any desire to coach at any higher levels, or have yeah, you gotten any like, calls for that? Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. Like the Jets coach? Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> the the idea of it, the idea of coaching in the pros or coaching in college sounds amazing. 
the reality, uh, that's rough uh, because I know how much time and energy and emotion is put into the college and the pro game. And a lot of times it can be a thankless job. And so I think at this level of high school, first of all, I feel like I can make more of an impact, number one. Uh, and two, uh, it's just one of those things where, listen, when I go home, win or lose, uh, there's no newspaper really writing about it, right? So <laughs> I don't have to worry about answering those questions and things. So I just think the quality of experience is something that you know I like at the high school level. Uh, that's really awesome. I wish you would coach the Jets. Uh, <laughs> and by congratulations, your first, uh, I think your first season, you have more wins than Adam Gase. I mean, that was <laughs> Unnecessary shot at my friend. Uh, what'd you make, Chad, of the Jets' decision to, uh, to trade away Sam Darnold? What'd you make of that decision? Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, when you look at it from a true organization standpoint, especially with the rookie cap and a new coach coming in, you can see how that decision can be made. The decision may not even have anything to do with Sam Darnold. It has to do with, hey, new coach coming in, bringing in his quarterback that he can groom, fresh slate. Uh, and with the, with the rookie cap and how that uh, works within our CBA, you're going to see more and more of this stuff happening. Whereas when I was a rookie in the old CBA, you didn't see that as much because the rookie contracts were much higher. And so I can certainly understand it from an organization standpoint. Uh, at the end of the day, whomever the Jets draft, and, you know, we're talking about Zach Wilson, that's a 21-year-old kid. Same exact situation that Sam Darnold was in. So it's all going to be about what is the structure put in place, what is the plan put in place to develop that wrong in thinking? I think like the truly elite quarterback, because people will say, Sam, you know, he didn't have a lot of uh, talent around him. And by the way, my dog, Finney, is very excited because he knows we're talking to the greatest Jets quarterback <laughs> of all time. <laughs> um, but I always, like for me, if you're great at that position, you'll make any skill position players work. Is that fair or unfair? Um. I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think that uh, you can certainly elevate the play of your team. And I think most time people reference Tom Brady, right, that he was able to elevate the, the play of his teammates regardless of whom it is. But you also have to remember, when did he really start elevating the play of his teammates? It wasn't in year one through four. I promise you that. He was not asked to go win games early in his career. If you remember, the Patriots were a defensive-minded team and organization early in his career. And then around 2007, when they brought in Randy Moss, that's when they became more offensive-minded because Tom was ready for all of that and what that entails. So, yes, uh, in some instances and no in others, Stu. Uh, Chad, have you worked with any of the five quarterbacks, the main five that are going to likely go in the first round? Have you worked with any of these guys? Have you had a chance to meet any of these guys? I haven't uh, had a chance to, to meet any of them uh, per se, just follow them from afar. Uh, I know that John Beck, uh, who used to play with me in Miami, had reached out and I connected with Zach Wilson. Uh, John thought it would be good that if Zach does get drafted by the Jets, just to call me and we can kind of talk about what it's like playing in the city of New York. So that's the only connection I've had thus far. All right. So just based on what you've seen, I'm just going to throw out a name and you just give me your thoughts on 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 the individual. OK, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Love everything about him. Uh, when you look at a quarterback and what you're looking for, he has all of those uh, characteristics. I think the one thing that Trevor has to work on in talking to evaluators 
is making sure he doesn't expose himself to the big hit. There's a thought out there that he took too many hits in college. And so learning how to protect you as a young quarterback is really important. Do you have any issues with some of the stuff that he said where he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder? It's not about winning Super Bowls. He's not going to get into all that. I, for me, I don't. that's not what I would want to hear if I'm a Jacksonville Jaguar fan. Did you have any issues with any of that? Oil, cannabis, Boyd. Here's why I don't have issue with it, because we're constantly talking about how we want to make sure that when our current players become former players, that their identity isn't all in football, right? That we want them to have a successful transition away from the game. And here we have a young man who sees that already and knows that his identity is not wrapped up in the game, and yet we're going to penalize him for it. So I think he has a fresh perspective, and I think he really did a good job on Twitter talking about, listen, my perspective doesn't take my love away, doesn't take my competitive desire away. And so I think he's got a healthy balance. It's just that we've seen it from a young player, which we typically don't see. Mike, you know what happened here? We're talking to a Rhodes Scholar finalist who has balance yes. in his life. That's what that's that's right. Am I right? That's what I I mean, I want my guy just I want him I want him to put I want him to find the chip. Put it on his shoulder and only care about winning Super Bowls. But Chad, I think your way is probably the better. <laughs> Make one up if you have to. Right. Well, here, here's the manufacturer chip, Mike. The other point yep. is this: is that really when you listen to those comments, he's just focused on what he can control. Right. Right. Yes. He can't control some of those other things, winning Super Bowls. He can only control how he plays and how he becomes the leader of the organization. Uh, great point. All right, I'm going to save. Uh, I'm going to save our guy for last. Mac Jones, your thoughts? Mac Jones, uh, you know, love what he was able to do with Alabama. I think uh, people talk about his accuracy. People talk about how he loves uh, grinding and learning the game and becoming a student. Uh, I wouldn't worry about it just being one year. I think he certainly has a very productive future for sure. I've heard people compare Mac Jones actually to you. Do you see yeah. your game in his at all? I can certainly see that. It's funny that people nowadays, when they see a 4840, they call that unathletic. You know, it's like you've got to run a 4540 to be athletic nowadays. But I mean, a 4840 is moving. And when we don't need our quarterbacks to become running backs, they're not going to survive in the NFL. What we need our quarterbacks to do is get away just long enough to make a throw down the field. And I think Mike Jones can do that. Uh, Trey Lance, that was very, that was a, a very Chad Pennington type answer yes. right there. Throw the ball, don't run it, don't turn it over. <laughs> it works. It, it, it certainly worked for him, that's for sure. Uh, Trey Lance. Uh, really intrigued by Trey Lance. I think, uh, first of all, North Dakota State has an outstanding program. They know how to coach football and develop players. Uh, regardless if it's on the FCS level. I think Trey Lance is a guy that you don't want to throw into the fire early. I think he needs to learn. He needs to absorb as much as he can, and then he will be ready. He's certainly shown those instances where he has the talent, but let's not throw that organization on his shoulders too early. Eli Apple. Uh, here's the one that really intrigues me, uh, because I thought he was the second-best quarterback coming into this draft, and he has slipped. Justin Fields. Yeah, you know what? I agree with you, Stu. I think he does a lot of really good things. I think when he was asked to play his best football in the playoffs this year, he did. I mean, he played outstanding yeah. versus Clemson. Has very good technique. Uh, and so I think for him, it's just a matter of finding that right organization, being on that team. But he's a great prospect. I don't understand why he's 
uh, kind of falling either uh, because I think he brings a lot of really good things to the table. All right, and our guy, well, it appears to be our guy, our new guy, our newest quarterback, uh, Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, I love uh, what I've seen from Zach on film. I looked at a little bit of the Coastal Carolina game. He did some really good things of what we were talking about, being able to move in the pocket but stay alive as a passer. Uh, even though they lost that game, I thought he did some really good things there. He's 21, so we've got to remember, you know, 21-year-olds, you can remember when you were 21, would you be able to handle a billion-dollar organization on your shoulders? <laughs> Probably not, right? So yeah. just got to be patient and making sure that we have the right system and structure around him for him to be successful, but he certainly has the talent to do that. Zach Wilson coming from Utah to New York. You came from Marshall to New York. What advice would you give him? Robert E. Cushman. Well, you know, first of all, to really be secure with who you are as a quarterback um, and to understand what your strengths are, how to uh, exploit those, how to manage those weaknesses and work on those weaknesses, uh, you know, from a media standpoint. Be honest, but at the same time, uh, you know, make sure that you're constantly working on your game. Uh, don't get caught up into all the, the, the thrills of it. Let your game do the talking and really focus inside. I think it's inwardly first and then moving on to your teammates and your organization. It's a fun place to play. Uh, you obviously got to know how to handle it, but that comes through experience. So any type of uh, tutelage you can get from the outside as far as handling media, learning how to answer questions, all of that stuff and being a professional, I think is really, really important, especially when you're playing in New York. John Candelaria, the Candyman. Uh, I hope the quarterback, I hope Zach realizes, or any quarterback that plays for the Jets, the quarterback that actually goes out there and wins this organization a Super Bowl is going to be celebrated for the rest of their lives. Like, it is going to be a You know that. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a big like, town uh, not to have to buy this. a drink in. Imagine this. What if, what if he did it in year one, just retire and just forget about it after that? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. That is exactly right. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, but assuming Trevor Lawrence is gone, right? So that that leaves Zach, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields. If Chad Pennington was the GM of the New York Jets and it was your decision and your decision alone, is it Zach Wilson or would it be one of the other guys? I think it's it's all about how you view your offense and what you want your offense to do. You're going to do right. some things differently with Zach than you will with Mac Jones or Justin Fields. And then also, you know, what's the cast around you as well? That's That's really, really important. Take Joe Flacco, for instance. He had a great cast okay. around him when he was uh, a rookie and younger player, and then he just slowly evolved into the guy to make those plays. That is really, really important, making sure you don't put your young guy in a, in a tough position. Oh, my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone, gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, how does it feel, by the way, to be the only quarterback between 2002 and 2019 <laughs> to win the AFC East other than Brady? <laughs> well, that would be it, first it, on my uh, resume. <laughs> it feels good, but I, I wish I could have stayed healthy because I could have taken a couple more of those away. I just really believe that. <laughs> Wait, Chad, I, I told you, Chad, hold on a second. This is crazy. It just dawned on me. If I told you back, you retired in 2010, right? Correct. If I told you in 2010 that in 2021 Brady would still be winning Super Bowls and doing it with the Bucks, you would have told me what? Out of your ever living mind. Uh, I would I would probably ask you Stu, to step out of the studio. You, you you lost your calling. You need to go find do something else. <laughs> it is crazy, man. It is absolutely. Uh, can you speak about him? Like, just what is it about that individual that makes him so great? Because you're playing against him, Chad. You know him. I know sure. you know him. Well, and, and I was able to, uh, one of my best friends is Byron Leftwich. And so we talk a lot. And, and I, I was. it's interesting talking to him. What he has been really impressed with, number one, Tom still loves the game. And I think as veterans, you know, at some point you're like, okay, I'm good with the game. I, I don't love it anymore. He still loves it as far as playing the game. The other thing I think that's interesting is uh, he keeps his thought process really simple. And, and he really – whatever the play calls for, that's how he's going to run the play. And he's not going to try to do too much. And that's really hard to do as a veteran because as you gain more knowledge, sometimes you fall into the trap of trying to do too much with a play – and then it lends itself to a negative play or disaster play. So I've been really impressed with that. Number one is love of the game. And then two, just really keeping his thought process simple. So if he's going to work on something, he's going to work on his accuracy or the type of ball. He's not just going to try to change the read, right? And he's going, whatever the play is called, that's how he's going to run it. And uh, that's why he's been so successful. I mean, that, that's a lot. There's a lot to be said just for any professional not to complicate your thought process. If I came to you in 2010 and said, Chad, 11 more years of this, <laughs> what would you have said to me? <laughs> uh, for me personally, after four shoulder surgeries, no way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no way. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly right. Um, all right. You have to tell me about the time, because Mike, Mikey A has died to know about this, okay? We're both married. Uh, tell us about the time you brought the Jets playbook on your honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, I mean, I thought it was a perfectly reasonable decision. I, I felt like that, hey, if Robin is at the pool and she's reading GQ, I'm not going to read GQ. Right. So what's the difference in me reading a Bass Pro magazine versus my playbook? There is no difference. She's not worried about the material anyway. At least I'm spending right. some time with her side by side at the pool. And I'm trying to get better. That's Was all. There, and by the way, GQ probably thicker than the Jets playbook. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there a time where you were where you, you were studying on the honeymoon? And she was like, did she get frustrated on the honeymoon? That's what I want to know. No. Like, yeah, enough, enough, okay? You got the play down. Yeah, no, she's definitely, I'll tell you where she gets frustrated with me now is like, you know, when you're playing, you condition yourself to block everything out, right? And everything goes silent and you're just focused in, 8,000 people screaming, you don't even hear it. Well, unfortunately, I do that sometimes with her in the house. 
And that is, <laughs> that's not a good formula. Because uh, when she's talking to me and I block it out and I get focused on something else, I've been conditioned that way. And I'm trying to break that condition, which has been uh, quite the process. All right. We're going to get you out of here in a couple of minutes. You'd be great. Thank you for your time. Uh, just a couple of quick questions, true or false, fill in the blank. But before we get to that, weird game. The winner gets $10 million. Mike, I'm going to put Chad Pennington, Tom Brady, and Dante Culpepper as contestants, okay? It's a weird game, Chad. The guy who delivers the best story about Randy Moss wins $10 million. (laughs) Chad Pennington is pulling out one story about Moss. Oh, my goodness. Uh, And what what type of story are you looking for? It, well, <laughs> it, it depends the best, but it depends how comfortable you are. Whichever, if you want to go on field, go on field. If you want to take it off field, that's up to you, but you have to be comfortable with it. Well, I'll talk about his athleticism, which uh, people, uh, you know, they, they think they know, but I'm not so sure they do. So one day during two a days, we decided to go to Gullickson Hall and go to the uh, swimming pool and jump off the springboard. And so right. we're all jumping off the springboard. Randy goes with us. First time he gets up there through this big six five frame and just does a gainer just out of nowhere. And everybody's like, wait a second, did the dude just do a gainer? You know, like perfect. And he does it. Then the second time he goes up and we're expecting something and he does a normal dive. And I'm like, okay. When midair, he flips his body over and turns it into a back dive. And we're all just looking at each other like, okay, time to get out of the pool. He not only shows us up on the football field, he shows us up in the pool as well. Are you telling us out of nowhere fucking Randy Moss became an Olympic diver? <laughs> yeah, right? Out of nowhere. I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, it doesn't matter. Fishing, Remember golfing, 20. it doesn't matter. He just makes it all look easy. Oh, my God. He's easily the greatest athlete you've ever played with, right? Like Without question. Without question. I remember another story. A week after we won the 1AA championship in 1996, he practices one day in the blocks and goes uh, down to the Southern Conference indoor track meet. He wins the 55 meters and breaks the conference record, wins the 200 meters, breaks the conference record, <laughs> qualifies for the nationals, misses the Olympics by a 10. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable, man. It really is. All right. Uh, a quick, uh, a couple of quick true or falses. We'll get you out of here and, and maybe uh, some fill in the blanks. Chad Pennington is the best quarterback in New York Jets history. True or false? <laughs> Well, if you're going by Super Bowls, that's completely false, right? <laughs> you're going to go name it, aren't you, man? Come on. Oop. I got you. <laughs> uh, Chad Pennington belonged to the Hall of Fame. True or false? That'd be a big false. <laughs> oh, I think it's a big true. Uh, okay, Mike, okay, gonna, let's let's that. get that campaign going. Yeah, all right, let's get a campaign going like we did for Baselli. <laughs> that worked too, right? <laughs> uh, true or false? The year you won the AFC East with the Dolphins, was the most fun you've ever had playing football. That That's true. And, yeah. and I'll say that because uh, I'd just been fired, by the way. And so, yes. you know, I'm down in South Florida. But then we had a really, really young team. And so to be able to watch that team come together and uh, formulate that bond and then create history. I mean, going from 1-15 to 11-5, to uh, it was that was especially – I had a lot of fun, uh, a lot of fun playing with those young guys and, and being under uh, Coach Sperano and Dan Henning. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. It was Roosevelt Potts. 
All right, so Jet fans, relax, because Chad, he played great for you. He was always there for you, but he's right. He got fired because they decided to go with Brett Favre, and I was down here in Miami, obviously, and saw that Dolphin team, and that's how you and I became, uh, We, I, I don't want to say we're friends, but we became- We're friends. Uh, we we're became friends. close. Okay, we're friends. Good. All right, He's Kevin, here, isn't he? He's Mike, here, isn't he? Fr- Mike, Mike, there's a new strategy. If I don't assume that I'm friends with them, then, then perhaps they'll call me a friend. But Chad, that season was so special because you had so many game-winning drives. Like, Mike, they would the Dolphins would get the ball back five, six minutes left in the fourth quarter with a drive to put the game away, and Pennington and that offense put the game away every single time. It was a fun season, man. Yeah, it really was. It, yeah. uh, there was just so many special moments, the Wildcats, yeah. uh, all those different things that you know came into that year. Uh, a lot of special moments for sure. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the best quarterback from this year's draft will be blank. Ooh. Well, I, I think I think it's Trevor Lawrence. I think when you look at him, really, let's look at this too. He's handled the pressure situations really, really well. He was thrown right into the fire midway through his freshman year. And for the last two and a half years, all eyes have been on him. And he's performed well. And he's very smooth. I think he, he's got all the different tools. Now, it really depends on how Jacksonville builds that team around him, builds that system for him. All of, we, we sometimes forget that. We try to measure these guys without thinking of all those things that go involved to make a quarterback successful. Yeah. Uh, Chad, man, this was it was great catching up uh, with an old friend. I appreciate it. Uh, so thank you for doing it. Anything you want to promote, man? This has been fantastic. It really has been. Well, I tell you, you know, there's been a lot of talk on what the NFL is doing for former players. I will tell you, Stu, the NFL Legends community is something that has just been extraordinary. I've been able to be a part of it for the last seven and a half years. And what the NFL is doing, partnering with the PA and working through the Legends community to make sure that our, our, our legends, our former players, have a successful transition away from the game is amazing. And uh, with this new CBA, all the resources that have been put together for former players has been amazing. And so just really creating that community, that brotherhood and allowing these guys, this is their new team, the NFL legends community. This is their new team to help them be successful with them and their family. So I've been really enjoyed being a part of that. Uh, that is awesome. That is a great job by you. Is there a way that fans could help? Is there, is there opportunities for fans to help with that or no? You know what? I think the best thing that fan can do is when they see a former player and, and they watch them, they were fans, then go up and say hello and say, hey, I really enjoyed watching play. Right. That to yeah. me means a lot to me because, uh, you know, when you're playing, you're in the grind and you hear so much negativity. When you're done playing and a fan comes up and goes, you know what? You are my favorite player. I really enjoyed what you did on the field. That's That really means a lot to a former player that someone actually cared and paid attention to what was going on and really sees the contribution that he gave back to the game. I think that's important. Chad, I will speak on behalf of both me and Mikey A. Thank you for everything you did on the field, my friend. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, keep up the great work. Uh, I want to catch up again soon. In fact, I'm thinking for the next high school season, we do a weekly coaches show with you. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> yes. You'll face the media. <laughs> yes. And then we'll get your snot. We'll get your snot nosed son on to tell us how great he is. Okay. <laughs> Chad, thank you so much for doing this, man. It was great seeing you and great catching up. All right, Stu. Thank you, guys. Holy shit, Mike. That was wonderful. Wonderful. You and I just got a chance. A couple of Jet fans cutting up with the greatest Jet quarterback of all time. You enjoyed that, huh? That was awesome. That was fantastic. Listen, you are glowing. You are radiant, okay? like, And and I see there are tears coming from your eyes. Your eyes are very red. Wait a second. (laughs) Wait a second. (laughs) Nothing to do with Pennington. It's 420. Stupidity. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.
South Korean long-distance runner Lee Bong-Ju. Speaking of bongs and Jews, this Jew is going to hit his bong right now. Stupidity! Stu Gouts here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.